Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Queen. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 74. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Get a load of this. Yeah. Eric freaking Estrada on the show with you and me. Wow. We already did this a couple of months ago, so it's not like it's big, big thing. No, I mean, he did talk to, to Marty and I, but yeah. you've never had the chance to talk to the great Eric no, Estrada. No, and uh, I will point out to him how I dis- how you dismissed me when I said, hey, Eric Estrada is going to be on the show this week. I didn't dismiss you. I just, uh, I just, uh, I questioned the, uh, the, length, the scenario. The length of time. Yeah, it I mean, because it was only like a month ago. Yeah, because yeah. you know when you're on, like you know, to, to promote a show uh, right. with multiple uh, appearances, you, it almost sounds like it's desperate. Well, you kind of wonder. It probably is desperate if they've offered it twice within a month. <laughs> is anybody watching that show? We'll find. We'll find out. Yes, we will. Also, we'll have tickets to see Jackie Marling at the South End Community Center on September 9th. Those tickets are. Coming up later on this morning, it's 5.36 on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen print. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.52 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 74. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. What the heck? Uh, What's your watch going off? I don't know. It goes off of the weirdest thing. You can change that, you know. Yeah, I, I, uh, I just don't know how. Listen, go into settings, boomer, and fix for me. Okay. And then it'll should, it should work. All right, I'll get on that in just a little bit. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Drew Barrymore was rushed off the stage during an event at a theater in New York on Monday thanks to some weirdo in the audience. She was having a conversation with actress and singer Renee Rapp when the guy came down the aisle shouting Drew's name. Drew! Drew! It's me! Did, uh, Drew know this guy? Uh, she was obviously shocked and shouted, and shouted, Oh my God, yes, hi. And the man said, quote, You know who I am. I need to see you at some point while I'm in New York. But his plans got interrupted by two security guards who escorted him out of the theater. At the same time, Renee actually got up and escorted Drew off the stage. They came back out a few minutes later. But uh, no word on where this guy was coming from or what he was saying or what he was doing. That happens to us at the Mayflower Marathon every year. We'll be on the air interviewing uh, some uh, mucky muck. Yeah. And then all of a sudden some uh, some drunken listener comes up. And says, do you know who I am? Yeah, and we say, yeah. no, I don't remember. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, want a, I want a bumper sticker in 1998. Well, everybody won a bumper sticker in 1998. That was the big year of the bumper sticker giveaway, the 1998 bumper sticker giveaway where we gave away... A bumper sticker an hour. I remember. Hour. I remember it well. I just don't remember every yeah. face of the thousands of people that won one. That's true. Uh, Britney Spears and Sam Asghari are already figured out how they'll split up their dogs in a divorce. They're going to cut one of them in half. <laughs> Lengthwise. <laughs> yes. Together they had five dogs. Sam is only keeping the Doberman, Porsche. 
And uh, Brittany is keeping the other four, the Australian Shepherd named Sawyer, a Yorkie named Hannah, and two other small dogs. See, this is why I'm starting to think you should own an even number of dogs. So in case there's ever a situation where, you know, marital property has to be divided, yeah, you don't have to, you know, I take two, you take three, and then we have visitation in between. That's a lot of hassle. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be part of it, you know? I don't know, man. That's a that's like a tough call. A, like a like a visitation thing. I don't know if that's yeah. going to work out. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, we'll pick you up at the McDonald's down on the corner. We'll meet you there on Friday at four o'clock for the swap off. I didn't uh, I didn't fight for visitation of our of our dog. No. No. Probably should have. Well, dog's better off, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Uh, will celebrities do anything to stay youthful? It appears that way. Uh, now that Jennifer Aniston has admitted to trying a salmon sperm facial. All right. Before you go any further, yeah. can I ask, how do they get the sperm from the sea, uh, from the salmon? I don't know. And I don't want to know. Who's got that job? Uh, she says that when her S... What is he? How do you say? Aesthetician? How do you Aesthetician. 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 Recommended it. She said, quote, are you serious? How do you How do you get it? Right. Right. But she went for it anyway, although she's not sure if it worked. This came from a Wall Street Journal interview where she also revealed that she's over cancel culture. I just don't understand what it means. Is there no redemption anymore? There has to be redemption now that you admitted that you, you know. Listen, there's no redemption in this world unless you're returning your bottles and cans to a redemption center. Yes. Now that you've admitted you had a little sockeye, if you know what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Uh-huh. A little yeah. blue fin. A little blue fin. Well, blue, that's that's tuna. That's the other Still. One. Yeah. I was going for the uh, Atlantic. Gotcha. Yeah. She also said relationships are still a challenge for her, and these days she's sleeping with her dog. Is that legal? I don't know. Well, that- I mean, she is working with the salmon. Hey, we should see what she's doing to those poor fish. Anybody who's still with Brad Pitt now says the same thing. I'm sleeping with my dog. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Frozen, Disney. Frozen is, turn- is turning it into a podcast about climate change. It's going to be called Frozen Forces of Nature. And the story will take place after the events of Frozen 2, with Anna and Elsa finding copper machines in the enchanted forest that are upending the order, the natural order of things. Huh. Ginger Z, the chief meteorologist for ABC News, will be a voice presenter, whatever that means. She's probably going to be a meteorologist giving a weather report. Right. There's no word um, if Kristen, uh, Kristen Bell, Adina Menzel, Josh Gad, or any other cast in the movies will be part of it. If they are, they probably can't admit it right now since they're on strike. Yeah, I know they're passionate about this, uh, about the climate change, but if it were me, I would just let it go. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what I did there. You know what? Uh, Kristen Bell could tell me anything uh, I wanted to hear, mm-hmm. and I would listen. She I would told be... me to, to be an a environmental activist. I'd be like, yeah, down with climate change. You're the kind of guy that pines for her uh, carbon footprint. Yes, I do. Can't say I blame you. It's a good choice. Uh, we finally got a teaser trailer for in a first few look, a first, a few first look images of the ten episode Frasier reboot. There's even an updated version of the theme song, "Tossed Salads and Scrambled Eggs," which I always thought was uh, pretty uh, 
borderline-ish. Listen, uh, after tossing the salad, I'm not so sure I can stomach the the scrambled eggs. Why, you're so full. Salad's very filling. (laughs) So true. The series will follow Kelsey Grammer returning to Boston after making a home in Seattle. He'll face new challenges, create new relationships, and fulfill old dreams. Oh, so I wonder if the cast of Cheers is going to come back. That's, uh, you know, a, a cameo speed. I don't know. Speed. The, the bar did close. The uh, first two episodes premiere October 12th on Paramount Plus with new episodes coming out every Thursday. For fans who don't have a subscription, you'll get to see, uh, you'll get a chance to see those two episodes on October 17th on CBS. All right. Okay. Here's something you don't see every day. A baby crowd surfing at a rap concert. Technically, the kid was crowd surfed. He really had nothing to do with it. It happened during Flow Rider's show at the Celebrate Erie Fest in Pennsylvania on Saturday. For some insane reason, the child's parents, or whoever brought him to the show, thought it would be a good idea to let the audience pass the kid all the way up to the stage. Did the words child endangerment ever uh, occur to anybody in the crowd? I don't know. The baby made it to the stage where Flo held it up and said, uh, Lion King style. You know, that actually happened to me, or I witnessed that at a Bad Company concert like 25 years ago. Really? When they sang Shooting Star. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was Paul Rogers. Who was the other guy? that? Uh, Brian Howe. Brian Howe held up this three-year-old boy during Shooting Star. And I'm like, the noise, that kid kid must be going (laughs) deaf. Uh, Who is this strange old man showing me to 12,000 people in an arena? Right. Kim Kardashian took a swipe at an Instagram user for body shaming her. Really? Mm-hmm. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I took a swipe at anything was when Ray J let me play the one whole skin flute with a muscle pump in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Okay. Kaylin? Whatever got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I wish she once had the guppy guzzle off the front door spigot. The Montreal Steam Pocket. Uh huh. What do you? What that, do you, that involves a Mountie, if you know what I mean. Oh, I'm sure you mm-hmm. do. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it means. Uh, what are you uh, trying to say? Uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, I made her look like I was getting protein kisses from Miss Pac-Man. I wish I had that sounder that ended <laughs> when, the, when she exploded at the end. Right? <laughs> Gobbled up by a ghost. <laughs> And that's your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. The next disaster is coming. The time to get ready is now. Make a plan. Choose meetup locations and keep a contact list. Build a kit with food and water. Don't forget your pets. Keep extra medicine on hand. Make copies of key documents and keep them somewhere safe. Stay informed, learn about local hazards and sign up for alerts. Be ready. Learn more at americares.org slash send us in. Now's the time to go electric at Leah Toyota. The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It's 6.04 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The Pioneer Valley forecast is brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 730 Union Street in West Springfield. It's going to be sunny today and a high of 79. Tonight, mostly clear. Low of 57. Tomorrow, cloudy and a possibility of a shower or a thunderstorm with a high of 74. It's 53 degrees right now in downtown Springfield.
This is Scott Cohen. Everybody won in the American League wildcard race last night except the Red Sox, who fell a full five games off the pace Tuesday night. Boston lost 7-3 to the Astros as Justin Verlander threw six shutout innings and struck out nine. Alex Cora and Alex Verdugo both got tossed from the game for arguing balls and strikes. The Red Sox went one for ten with runners in scoring positions and made three errors. Now couple the Red Sox loss with Seattle's win over the White Sox and Toronto's win over the Orioles. All that has Seattle in playoff position. The Blue Jays a game back. The Red Sox a full five games behind. Sox and Astros go again tonight. Don't look now, but football season right around the corner, both college and professional. The Patriots play their final preseason game Friday at Tennessee. The UMass Minutemen will play a nationally televised game this Saturday night at New Mexico State. ESPN will carry the game nationally. The UConn Huskies open their season a week from tomorrow at home against NC State. And the Tour Championship tees off tomorrow in Atlanta. Scotty Scheffler starts the tournament at 10 under par with a two-shot lead. Sports is brought to you by the Connecticut Lottery. I'm Scott Cohen with Sports on Rock 102. Stay tuned for Bax's view from the couch. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-A-D-I-O. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Is today National Walk Your Cat Day? I'm pretty sure it's National Tortoise Day. No, it's not. It's National Fly a Kite Day. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me weekdays at 3.15 for National What Day. It could be Wear a Hawaiian Shirt Day. It could be Go Skydiving Day. National What Day? Weekdays at 3.15 on Rock 102. Brought to you by your Western Mass Hyundai dealers. Get away with a great deal only at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Visit buyhyundai.com today. Your favorite neighborhood bar's patio is now open for the season with delicious food and cocktails, kino, and live music. Maple Leaf Pub, Arnold Street, Westfield. Check them out on Facebook for weekly food and drink specials and live music lineup. Hey, welcome. Welcome, neighbor. Nature Valley welcomes you to Camp Classic, where all you need is a Nature Valley Oats and Honey Crunchy Bar. Are you a cautious cruncher, or do you throw crumbs to the wind? Grab an Oats and Honey Crunchy Bar to find out. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'm all for technological advancements. You're going to use technology to start my car, pay my bills, and defrost a couple of steaks? Then I'll be among the very first to support those kinds of scientific breakthroughs. But when it comes to things like artificial intelligence, I gotta tell you, I'm not that impressed. Are you kidding me? I'm not always that impressed with real intelligence. And frankly, this whole AI craze is old news. 
used artificial intelligence to get me through college. In fact, I used it every day. That's because I was it was much more reliable than using my natural intelligence, which quite frankly has been nothing but a disappointment. With the NFL regular season about to begin, broadcasters are trying to figure out how to incorporate artificial intelligence into their NFL telecast. For example, yesterday, Amazon announced that they will begin using AI this season on Thursday Night Football. According to Sam Schwartzstein, an analytics expert for Amazon Prime Video, this new technology will be used by embedding a separate li- a screen line in which artificial intelligence will offer its prediction on whether or not a team should go for it on first down, fourth down situations. Again, none of this is new. The NFL's had access to this sort of data for years, but now Amazon is ready to jump aboard the bandwagon and give you, the Prime subscriber, one more reason to justify charging you $139 a year for all the services that most people don't use either. Listen, if I wanted to listen to artificial intelligence spit out their opinions during a live football game, I'll listen to Tony Romo instead. But at $139 a year, all I really wanted was for them to give me two day shipping for free. I didn't ask for all this extra stuff. I didn't even ask Amazon to run football games. All the other networks were doing just fine by themselves. I just wanted my various purchases and parcels to arrive in a swift and cost-effective manner. I don't care what a computer thinks about whether a team should punt the football. I can tell you what to do in those situations, and I'm an idiot. I also won't charge you for that opinion, especially if it's stupid. But Amazon Prime Video will, and I'm sure it will be dazzling. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The DeWalt Compact Drill Driver Kit, 40 bucks. A DeWalt Circular Saw, 40 bucks. DeWalt Power Tools, save 40 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. A DeWalt's Reciprocating Saw, an Angle Grinder, save 40 bucks right now at Rocky's. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock one. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 615. And Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today uh, with a high of 78. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 74. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, actor Eric Estrada will be joining us after 7 o'clock today. Plus, take a see uh, Jackie Marling at the Southland Community, uh, South Community Center on September 9th. We'll have tickets for that show coming up a little bit later on today. That'll be a fun show. He's hilarious. He was. He was great at our live show back in uh, 2019, and uh, he stole the show. Yeah, which wasn't that hard considering uh, well, the lack of talent lack that was on the stage. Of, uh, what are you going to do? Actually, Barry Krieger stole the show that night. That was who really was the winner of that. Yeah, uh, you're kind of you're kind of right about that. He kind of killed Jackie Martling. Anyway, uh, today, uh, I was uh, these stupid days that that they announce. You know, National Hot Dog Day, National whatever. Today is National Cheap Flight Day. That's an actual day? It's an actual day that we're celebrating. Yeah. Or I suppose I uh, supposed to, like, get cards for people? Uh, I, I don't think so. You're supposed to get uh, flights at a discount. That's what this means. Like, today's the day. Like, if you don't if you buy a plane ticket any other day of the year, they're not going to be as cheap as they are today, supposedly. It sounds like a uh, like a ripoff. Anyway, how are they? Uh, how are they managing this? Uh, a lot of people are saying it's a lot of hype. It's been a thing since 2015. A site called Cheapo Air says that according to their data, holiday plane tickets tend to hit rock bottom today, and that's not totally baseless. Prices do usually start dropping in June, 
and keep going down through most of August. So now is a good time to buy for a lot of us. I remember when we used to buy the uh, the tickets like to, to go to my mother's house down in Florida. You could get them for very cheap, right? Like in if you booked them right. But Southwest like only lets you book six months ahead of time. They don't let you book like a lot of other you can't airlines, book like a full year, right? Yeah. So uh, you'd have to wait till. It's like a certain time in August before you could buy the January flights, you know sure. that kind of thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, experts say there really isn't really one best day. Cheap flight day is just based on the overall average, and it really depends on when and where you're flying to. Which, of course, I mean, yeah, if you try to book tickets for school vacation, you know, like the December vacation thing, you'll probably get a deal, but. If you're flying in mid-January when nobody else is traveling, yeah, you're like probably going to get a deal no matter what day it is. Like an off-peak, off-season flight. Right. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, um, the, the the thing is, I mean, there's 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 all kinds of different rules they tell you you should, uh, you should try. Like, you know, wait until like the last possible second when the plane is full and the, the, the prices go down. Or, you know, it's like the average consumer doesn't know any of these things. No. And I don't know, this is like the first time hearing that today is the day that I should be booking flights. I guarantee I'm not going to be booking anything today. Why not? Where, don't you have places to go? Uh, no, I, I got uh, I got no plans. See, because my uh, vacation time, uh, I'm waiting until like the very last week of the year to uh, to blow out. I'm not doing it all like in the summertime where I'm just you know, cramming every possible vacation day i can get well you got to do what you got to do sometimes uh, true you know. i true but that's just just uh, that's not how i roll with my vacation time well, by the way i've got friday off oh okay great <laughs> glad you told me with such advance <laughs> uh anyway just don't wait until the last minute and expect to find crazy deals a week before you fly according to one expert Deals like that used to be a thing, but basically don't exist anymore. Yeah. Because they every flight is full. I don't. I can't tell you from the last probably five times that I flew, every single flight is full, and usually it's because they're connecting flights anyway. You know, because if you fly from Hartford, it, depending on what airline you fly, if you flew, if you had the money to fly Delta, right? You know, you could probably get to like Atlanta directly. But whenever I go somewhere, it's Southwest because I'm an A-lister on South Southwest. That's a flex for the ladies, though. Oh, I'm sure that really works. Look, for I you. got. Listen, I got a list on Southwest. Um, I'm the bougie flyer. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can imagine there's hot chicks all around the block for the for hanging out with a guy like you who's well, got that kind of uh, status. Listen, uh, you can grab a Spirit Airlines gal and swoop her right up. She's like, oh, I want to be able to pick my own seat. I think you can do better than a Spirit. Hey. You might even be able to do better than a Frontier. You never know. Anyway, uh, yeah, they don't. So there's no, whenever I fly, it's a connecting flight. So the flight is always full because most of those people aren't going to the same destination you're going to. They just know that if we send you to a bigger hub, we can put these people out to like their different flights and destinations. Where yeah, but I just, but I don't understand the the real logic behind that. I mean, if you've got, if, obviously you've got so many seats yeah. on a plane, why why overbook? What is the advantage of that? How many people are actually not showing up to their to their reservation? It can't be that many. No, it can't be that and it, many And it can't all. be enough to justify overbooking a flight. You've got 150 seats and you've got 170 people booked on a flight. 
there's 20 people that probably shouldn't have been booked on that flight. Well, I'm guessing that sometimes when they overbook, they're usually, usually it's like the employees, like the employees hitching a ride. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to get on if somebody else is paying to be there. But then you, but then there's a percentage of those passengers that are booked, overbooked on purpose. But the but the thing is, like when you when you book a flight that you have to choose your own seat, you should already know whether that flight is full or not by the time you're right? you're booking it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. how, so how if you're paying for the seat, and you know some will charge you to choose your own seat. If you're mm-hmm. paying for the seat and you can see the schematic on the on the screen of every seat that's already accounted for or or reserved. I mean, how you know? How are they doing that? Are they over? Are they double booking seats? I I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Well, they're probably I don't know. It's like a shell game. Like they're 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 pulling a fast one on everybody. The airlines, absolutely. One guy is paying a hundred dollars for the ticket, and another guy is paying four hundred dollars for the same exact ticket. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Why not just charge everybody the same exact flat rate? How would that not still bring you business? I'd also like to, I don't have time for all of this because mm-hmm. I got a million questions about this. I got this. a beef with the airlines. I got a real problem with you people. What happened to all the uh, direct flights we used to see? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Because what they're doing is they're condensing. They don't have enough people to work. That's the that's one of the other things. That's why they condense all these flights. And they're like, okay, well, if we put all these people on this flight out of Hartford and bring them to Baltimore or bring them to whatever other hub, yeah. then they can take their flights, to the direct flights to... Yeah, but some of these they- patterns, I mean, the last time I flew, I had a you know, fly from, from Hartford to Milwaukee. Yeah. You know, and you know, I was looking on like the Expedias and the Orbits and trying to get the best flight that would work for me. And like some of yeah. these flights were like, you know, two stops, but I'd have to go like to from Hartford yeah. to Charlotte, Charlotte to you Chicago. You might as well drive. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I mean, it would take a little bit longer, but it would be a whole lot less aggravating because, well, you know, the, the amount of, <laughs> you know, it, it, there was like one flight that had two, you know, two layovers and yeah. each one of them was about three hours a piece. Well, yeah. the hell with that. It may be cheap, but I'm not going to put myself through that kind of aggravation. I, I almost did that. I almost booked a flight to the Outer Banks when we were going to go. We were, but you have to fly into Norfolk. Good luck getting a direct flight to Norfolk. Doesn't happen. Uh, you got to go to like Philadelphia or somewhere else. And then and then you look at, the like you said, you look at the time and how long it takes you to get there. It's only a 10-hour drive, but it's a 15-hour flight itinerary. Sorry, I think I'm going to get in the car and and take my risks and drive. That's totally ridiculous. So, well, happy National Cheap Flight Day. It's uh, 6:23 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Attention, it's 6:26 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny with a high of 78 tomorrow. Um, cloudy with a high of 74. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let me uh, see here. Ah, yes. Uh, uh, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. Bob Walkenhurst is uh, my guest. He was from the uh, the band The Rainmakers back in the 80s, which was once touted as one of the most promising bands in America. Hell of a story about a band that might not have exceeded expectations in this country, but wound up finding a great deal of success elsewhere around the world. You can check that interview out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and at rock102.com. It's all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers at ZM 
Homes.com. You want to laugh? I do. All right. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. This is Dr. Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave had sex with one of his patients. And then he felt guilty about it all day long. And no matter how much he tried to forget about it, he just couldn't. The guilt was just overwhelming. But every once in a while, he would hear an internal reassuring voice in his head that said, Dave, don't worry about it. You aren't the first medical practitioner to have sex with one of your patients, and you won't be the last. Just let it go, Dave. But invariably, another voice in his head would bring him back to reality, whispering, Dave, Dave, you're a veterinarian, you sick bastard. He's a vet. I have a buddy who's a veterinarian. Bax and Nagel in the morning. 632 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The driver whose car went airborne and crashed into a home on North Main Street in Belchertown Sunday night has been identified. According to the Northwestern DA's office, 19-year-old Miles Murray of Henniker, New Hampshire, died due to his injuries after crashing into a home at 73 North Main Street. According to Mass State Police spokesperson Dave Procopio, at about 8.45 p.m., a trooper patrolling Route 202 in Belchertown attempted to stop the 2011 Nissan Altima that Murray was driving. He sped away from the trooper, ran a red light at the intersection of Route 9, and then failed to make a left-bearing curve and went off the right side of the road. At around 9 p.m., he lost control of the vehicle, which struck a mulch bed and went airborne. The car hit a rock wall, a large tree, and a light post before hitting the front end of a 2023 Jeep Wrangler that was parked in the driveway. The driver was thrown from the car, and the car's front end hit the outside of the house. The impact caused the engine to fly out of the car and went through the brick home that landed on the second floor. No one else was in the car, and no one in the house was injured. But uh, still a horrific yeah. uh, accident. I mean, it's just... Uh, I saw something yesterday where they said the uh, that the house, considering the, the damage that it's sustained, yeah. has been condemned. Yeah. Which, I mean, you, when you look at it, you say, well, yeah, I guess it's supposed, I guess it should well, I, be. I, it depends on, you know, where the engine hit. If it hit us, like a, an important structural, you know, support beam or something like that. Yeah. As opposed to just going through drywall. You because know, any car engines can go through drywall. Well, yeah, but this this went through a, through brick. A brick. Yes. A very, very sturdy brick house. Yes. Uh, crews are investigating a, a building collapse at the Red Bridge Hydro Power Plant in Wilbraham Tuesday morning. According to Wilbraham Fire Chief Michael Andrews, they received a call around 9 a.m. with reports of smoke coming from the roof of the building. When crews arrived, there was significant uh, there was a significant building collapse. There was a small fire that was caused by the collapse, which lasted about 20 minutes. The fire did not spread though, and it was quickly put out. No one was in the building at the time of the collapse. Chief Andrews says this has nothing to do with electricity and no one lost power from the incident. The power plant, which is located over the Chicopee River, is operated by Patriot Hydro, an affiliate of uh, LS Power. LS Power says the 4.5 megawatt. 4.5 megawatt? (laughs) Doc! 
<laughs> Where are we going, man? We, we, we got to get yeah. back to 1985. Uh, if our generation plant was offline at the time of the collapse and the gates that control uh, the water along the river have been closed, mass uh, DEP crews were called in to collect debris and help collect oil drums that fell into <clears throat> the water below. Steve, I believe that's pronounced debris. Yeah, whatever, Mr. Chief Andrews says a uh, small amount of oil was released into the river and Mass DEP has placed boons in the water to contain any substance. Residents may see an oil sheen on the water and are asked to avoid them. Man, between the poo in the water and the oil uh, coming from Wilbraham, because doesn't this all go into the Connecticut River eventually? Does the Chicopee um, River flow into the Connecticut River? I believe it does. I, I, don't, I don't really know enough about that. Or does the... it start at the Connecticut River? Oh, God. Yeah, I, I I don't know how these rivers uh, flow. I'm not uh, I'm not a uh, a river <laughs> expert. I think you're right, but uh, I I didn't even you know this is how dumb I am. Well, I didn't even realize that there was a power plant in Wilbraham. How did you not know that? Because I've never, to my knowledge, been on Red Bridge Road in Wilbraham. You never seen that thing, that big thing, the big big plant. The big Listen, plant. the only th- when I'm driving through. Wilbraham. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to hit students at uh, Wilbraham Munson Academy, uh, and I'm also looking to see how many people are in the parking lot at Rice's. After that, I'm kind of not really paying much attention to Wilbraham. You never went over that way, like the back way to Ludlow. Not there. That way? Not that way. Huh? That's interesting. Oh, I take a listen. Uh, I take a different way to get to say like uh, Evans Egg House. Yeah, I you, take my own way. You take the long, hard way. To get there. That's right. You go over that uh, the bridge. That I want to feel like I'm working for it. Uh, all right. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, you don't want to just make it easy. No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? I take uh, what I do, uh, Steve, is I take uh, Stony Hill Road through Wilbraham, yeah. uh, past Boston Road into the uh, into Indian Orchard, shoot back to the Ludlow Bridge, shoot left uh, right down the street, and boom, I'm eating myself a big fat at, plate of bacon hash. You're there at Evans. That's it. That's yeah. how I do it. Um, you know, we're, we just made that Back to the Future reference. You, you know what else is like, was like a Back to the Future moment I had uh, in the last couple of weeks? The town of Montgomery, Massachusetts. It's right next to Huntington. I didn't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. They f- they've have an electronic sign now. It's it's so weird because all the buildings are so old and outdated, and for years they had this like one of those letter signs where a guy would have to go out and change it, and it's like you know, and sometimes it would be like a safety message, or sometimes it would be like a birthday greeting, like Lordy Lordy, look who's forty, or Nifty Nifty, <laughs> look who's fifty, you know, there's something stupid like that, and then now it's just an electronic sign hung over that old sign, but only on one side. I don't think they could afford the other oh, that's, side. That's of the an additional sign. expense. Yeah, but but there's still nothing on the other side of, of the sign, and I was just like driving by, going, "Did did my car just hit 88 miles an hour, and I just get <laughs> thrusted into this dystopian future where only the sign is new, but everything else is still yeah. rusting and, and falling apart?" And then you find out you're almost running the risk of making out with your own mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. I don't know. Might not be a bad idea. Stop well, it. Well, I'm just Stop saying it. she was a good-looking lady back in the day. <sighs> Your mom was a nice woman. I know. Should never be put in that position. But uh, but it's always, like, I want to know what that process was to get that sign put up. Was it, like, donated to the town, or was it, like, one of these big meetings, like, 
Yeah, we're going to get ourselves into the 21st century yeah. by getting one of these fancy signs. It's one of them big meetings, because you know there's got to be somebody in Montgomery says, Doggone it, the moment we let one yeah. sign into this town, the entire flavor of our humble hamlet will be turned asunder. And and then the old lady says, goes, and that's when the whores move in. <laughs> that is my favorite Tommy Boy line. Where they're talking about what's going to happen to the company when it goes defunct. And that's, that's when, when the whores move in. <laughs> so congratulations to the town of Montgomery, uh, Massachusetts. En- for uh, Enjoy your whores. Yeah, enjoy all your whores and your electronic. Because it does kind of look like a strip club sign. It's like one of those. <laughs> and I tried to take a picture of it, but the refresh rate on it is too yeah. fast. So you, it, it just looks like a bunch of blurred letters when you try to take a photo of it. <laughs> But there you go. That's the uh, that that's the new sign that you can go check out. The city of Holyoke DPW announced that new trash barrels will be distributed to every household beginning next month. Nobody had one before. No, are these like uh, the ones that like they have in like East Long Meadow, where it's nothing more than like a thimble with wheels? I don't know. What's wrong with the ones they already have? They're shaped like streets and curbs. Those are great trash receptacles. <laughs> Seemingly collects everything, yeah. and it's got a little drain at the end of the street where all it all goes into. What are you worrying about buckets for? You yeah. got a river. Uh, Just dump your refuse there. Yeah, according to the uh, DPW, all residents in single-family, two-family, three-family, and four-family homes will receive new 96-gallon trash carts. The delivery will begin on Friday, September 18th, to make waste disposal more efficient and convenient. The trash schedule will not change, however. All trash must be in the new cart. No bags outside the barrel will be collected. Damage to the new cart will be responsible of the homeowner at a cost of $90. Yeah, you know, I got myself a 96-gallon uh, uh, bucket trash can. Yeah. I love it. You can put a lot of things in that thing. As opposed to some of these cities and towns, which you, know, you can't fit more than like a bag or two. Hey. I throw a lot of stuff away over the course of a week. How do they figure that out when you got like multifamily homes? When you got like you know four units in one house? So when I was living uh, in Chicopee during my early divorced guy days, uh, there were like uh, four tenants in this big old multifamily dwelling. Yeah, uh, we all had our own bucket. We were each one of us was assigned uh, our own uh, bucket. Oh, but that just like how. I don't know. It's just like one residence has seemingly one trash barrel. Yeah. I think I'm overthinking this. You're, you're, you're way overthinking yeah. it. I mean, a, a good landlord will pay for a dumpster. You know what it is? I'm just jealous that people have trash pickup and I don't. Because you got to pay for it. I'd have to pay for it if I want. I see people with dumpsters all the time, but I'm like, I don't want a dumpster on my property. Yeah. I, I, I have to you know, to pay for mine with a, uh, with a private uh, removal service. And I, you know... Just the cost of doing business when you're living in a town like uh, like Hamden. You know, it's a small little town, limited resources. They're doing a lot of other things with all that property tax money. I don't know of anything off the top of my head of what they're doing with it. But yeah. nevertheless, it's out there, and they're spending it wisely, I believe. I actually do enjoy going down and uh, talking to all the good folks down at the transfer station, though. Yeah. They're very welcoming. I, I live in a nice little town where people, you know, hey, hey, how are you? you yeah. know, that, that kind of thing. One time. Years ago, the guy let me push the button to compact the trash. No kidding. That was like the 246,756th greatest day of my life. 
when I was a kid, you know, Rehoboth had its own town dump. Yeah. That was the coolest thing. Yeah. When you when the whole family, you know, you know, crammed into the uh into the uh, the yeah. family truckster, went down to the dump yeah. and uh, and got rid of a few things. Yeah. And we all sing the the song to the dump to the dump to the dump dump dump. Oh, we, all, we all sang ah, that yeah, cuz yeah. that made it fun. That made it fun going to a dump. I like that. That's yeah. a, that's a good old family uh, old-fashioned family memory. Yeah, I don't there. think we were the only family that did that. Well, uh, recyclables will have to be uh, separated into two bins, one for paper and cardboard and the second for glass, metals, and plastic. What about uh, spent shell casings? Where do they go? Uh, what about uh, empty crack vials? Yeah, we're, we're, uh, needles. Uh, don't we have needle receptacles? Yeah, do, do we need a sharps box for that? You know, that'll be the sad day when every resident in Holyoke has to have a sharps box right. outside because of all the needles that are around. Well, there are a couple of places I've been to in uh, in Springfield, some uh, some businesses where, you know, they just leave the hypodermic needles on the on the ground in the parking lot. Yeah, actually if you pick one up and you put it to your ear, you, you can hear somebody uh, getting shot for money. <laughs> Pow! Yeah. yeah, I would not suggest uh, putting it in your mouth no. to test if it's fresh. No. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 74. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. September 3rd. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny with a high of 78 today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 74. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Patriots uh, preseason is about to wrap up. Uh, it'll uh, they'll wrap up their, their preseason schedule on Friday against the Tennessee Titans. The live pregame show begins at 5.30. Kickoff schedule for 8.15. Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak will bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Uh, bros before hoes. Or sisters before misters. You remember uh, hearing those things? I do. Or chicks before, well, we can't say that. Yeah, I know that. Uh, But according to this, those rules might not exist anymore. A new poll. Oh, by the way, we got a survey. Oh, okay. Hold on. A new survey. Survey. Survey said that. There you go. Uh, By dating.com found that most single people no longer need the approval of friends or family to keep dating someone. 71% claim their friends' opinions have little to no impact on who they choose to date. And 57% would would even be willing to end a friendship if the person didn't like their partner. A lot of the time, uh, we think our friends and family are just jealous. 54% say they've been told to stop dating someone, but it was really based on jealousy. The poll found that men are less likely than women to care what friends and family think, but there is still one person we want approval from. 92% say if they were going to ask approval from anyone, it would be their mom. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ever like uh, you ever uh, notice a friend like you know going through something? And you're like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, by by based on what he's dating? Yeah. Um, no, I've actually, uh, I've never been the one to say something. After the fact, though? Oh, the floodgates open and you're like, oh, God, I'm so glad you got rid of her. I let my criticisms rain down on that situation. Yeah. But as far as, you know, when they're in it, I don't really think it's my place. No, I don't think it is either. And because I think- if, if a, uh, if... If a relationship is uh, meant to be, it, it should have nothing to do with uh, my input. Yeah, it's not going to, it's, nothing's going to, yeah, because your friend is just going to get mad at you anyway. Yeah. 
I mean, I had a very good friend, and I, I'm not going to name names or, or what, but he married this woman that uh, I didn't like. I don't like this woman at all. Yeah. And uh, in fact, like like profoundly uncomfortable by uh, you know things that she would do and mm-hmm. and say. And then you know, eventually they got they got divorced. And I, I never I never said anything. I mean, I probably was in the position to say things, yeah. but I just felt like you know it's listen. This is uh, this is their life, their relationship. Who am I to impose my opinions on what's going on here? Yeah. But when they divorced. I said to my friend, I said, man, I am so glad you are far away from that soul-sucking shrew. And he was like, oh, you didn't like her? I said, no, I didn't. He said, why didn't you say something? Because it's none said, of your business. That's why. In order, for, in order for anything to really happen, <laughs> yeah. that realization had to come from you, yeah. not from me. I heard an old guy say, let the Lord cook. You know what I mean? Like, you just let it happen. It's good it's, advice. It's gonna, it's, you know, that's the way it's gonna go. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it's, uh, if it's meant to fail. It'll, it'll fail. It'll fail. Yeah. If it's not, then maybe your opinion's wrong. No, maybe your opinion's wrong. Or maybe your opinion's or wrong. Or maybe yours is wrong. Not my, my opinion. Something's wrong with that. Maybe well, it's your opinion. No, I'll be right all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I, w- I wouldn't interject. I wouldn't, no. uh, I wouldn't say. I do know some people that will. Yeah. I just don't think that's any of my business. Mm-hmm. Is that, I, I don't know if that, that I'm not saying that I'm superior as a result of that. I'm superior for many other reasons. But excuse me. I just think that, uh, you know, these are the kinds of things that uh, you just need to be left alone. You step back and that's it. I, I think the, the, that whole ideology, though, the, the bros before hoes thing, that applies to other things. Oh, yeah. Other than you telling someone that you didn't like their partner. Like, dating your friend's ex-girlfriend right. or ex-wife exactly that's yeah. you know there's a bro code there that needs to be respected i think it should be respected i don't i never understood people who can all get along that way you know like like people that have seemingly have no problem with that well it didn't work out between them but now they're dating you know my, my best friend is now dating uh the girl yeah. i broke up with right that's a that those are always that's a weird scenario but what? Who does it say more about the, the 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 person who was dating the person that was dumped, or the guy that said, "Oh yeah, no, I got no problem you dating her." Yeah, yeah, that's that's just weird. Thinking it's more to do with the guy that says, "Yeah, no, I got no problem." Kind of like the the old uh, George Harrison, uh, Eric Clapton thing with uh, George's uh, ex wife Patty Boyd. Yeah, that, where, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Where, yeah, where George says, well, listen, go, go have it. Yeah. That's fine. I, I'm I'm, I'm through with her. Let her be your problem. Oh, she looks wonderful tonight, doesn't she? Yeah, right. Wait, who did who? who, did who? She left George Harrison and went with Eric she Clapton, and, or she, she left Eric Clapton and went with George Harrison? Uh, Eric had a huge crush on her for years. Right. They finally break up. And like a, like a like a vulture about to jump on a roadkill, yeah. Eric uh, goes for it, and George says, "Yeah, okay, that's fine." Yeah, that's kind of. That's does kind that of say more up. about Eric, or does that say more about George? I have a lot of questions uh, for George on this one. Why, why would you? But it's not George's fault. No, it's not George's fault. But yeah. you know why? I mean, is he being honest, or is he just? I mean, does he? St- does he stew he over He was this? probably stewing over it. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll never know now. Well, now we don't know. Yeah. Usually when you get to like a certain age, you probably reveal, oh, yeah, I was 
steamed about that for years. Or when you get to a certain yeah. age, someone brings it up and they say, who? Who? I don't remember any Eric. <laughs> Eric who? Yeah. Well, there Patty, you go. what? That, that's the uh, no more bros before hoes. It's 657 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, today is the day that the New England Patriots, as well as every other team in the NFL, are required to make a bunch of roster cuts, reducing each team to 80 players. That, of course, means making some tough decisions. Everybody wants to make the team, but not all of them are going to. And if you think that's a cold-blooded policy, wait till you see what happens next week when the Patriots have to go down from 80 players to just 53 of them. That's when dreams and ambitions are given a real swift roundhouse kick to the junk. However, in spite of those cuts, the Patriots also have the ability to poach players from the NFL scrap heap to see how they fit into their plans. That happened yesterday when the Patriots waived injured wide receiver Trey Nixon to make room for former Carolina Panthers nose tackle Marquan McCall out of the University of Kentucky. Now, who the hell is Marquan McCall? Well, Marquan was an undrafted rookie who played in all 16 games last season with Carolina and was slated to be a starter for for the Panthers this season. However, he was waived when he no longer fit into Carolina's plans. That's when the Patriots swooped down like a hungry vulture and picked him up. Now, according to the latest information, Marquan McCall is listed at six foot three inches tall with a body weight of 379 pounds. And while the NFL has listed him at 345, I'm quite certain that he is not. Even at 345, that would make Marquan the third heaviest player in the NFL. Certainly the heaviest on the Patriots roster. Now, I don't know if you are aware of this, but I have been known to have a slight weight problem myself. And while I do not weigh weigh anything close to 379 pounds, I'm also nowhere six foot three inches tall. This man is a human wall, a gigantic 100% grade A prime cut side of beef. And that's not fat shaming, that's one big bone fella showing deference and respect to another. Look, at 379 pounds, he's 44 pounds heavier than when the fridge scored a touchdown against the Patriots in the Super Bowl 37 years ago. I think what I'm trying to say is this. There's a chance that the Patriots have just picked up my next favorite football player in the NFL because that's a guy I want to play see some, see, play some football. But the roster's going to need to make them some extra room to keep him, and that business all starts today. But hey, and if I'm yappin's worth brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, breakfast goes outdoors with a Blackstone Outdoor Griddle from Rocky's. And if you've seen these things, they're awesome. Bacon and eggs on a Blackstone, steak and eggs too. You can cook anything on a Blackstone. Now $350 at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Plus you get a five-piece stainless steel griddle tool set absolutely free at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, yeah, let me try this. Uh, how about hi. That? Yeah, the, hey, hi. how are you? I'm good. How are you? Terrific. Hey, sunny and a high of 78 today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 74. It's uh, 50 Flavin in downtown Springfield. So let me uh, just say, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I just want to say that, you know, a couple weeks ago when you were out, uh, Marty Caproni and I were able to interview yeah. our guest today. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago. 
R- really? Yes. Yeah. And uh, when you said, uh, hey, listen, I've landed Eric Estrada for an interview, I'm like, well, didn't we just do this? Well, you could do it every day of the year, and I would love to have Eric Estrada on the phone. He's more interesting than Cohen. Yeah, it'd be. he's way more interesting than Cohen. Way more interesting. And more handsome. Matter of fact, I think we got him. Yes, he's on the phone with us right now. It's uh, actor Eric Estrada. Good morning, Eric. How are you? Good morning. How, how are you? Hey, it's, good morning. It's Bax and Nagel. Uh, good. Now, listen, uh, my co-host over here uh, interviewed you a couple of months ago, and uh, I wasn't <laughs> here. I was on vacation. Yeah. And then uh, the opportunity came up to oh. interview you again. I was like, well, I want to interview Eric Estrada. And he was like, <laughs> again? And I said, yes, again. Wow. <laughs> I would like him on as a weekly guest. Well, I mean, I, listen, Eric, I don't know what your schedule's like. I know with Divine Renovation, you're probably pretty busy, but uh, I think everybody should have a chance to interview you at least once or twice a year. Well, it's very funny because uh, I uh, I get requests all the time, and, you know, I mostly don't do it, but uh, when I do a radio tour, I enjoy a quick radio tour. Other people want to sit you down for an hour and get into your fingernails. And okay. Stuff. Well, what's the show you're on, and thanks for coming on? On this morning, we appreciate it. <laughs> I, I got, I got to tell you, but I say, so, so what, what happened was, I went out, I, I went out for chips one day, and I came back for the salsa to interview you today. Yeah, yeah. you so. got the dip. My, no, you got the dip. I the dip. No, <laughs> no I believe I, you're talking to a couple yeah, of them yeah, right I now. Think you're talking to two of them. Uh, but uh, my my sister is a huge uh, fan of yours, and uh, she had the, she had the poster. Oh, she had the poster. I remember when when we were uh, when we were kids. She had the big poster in her room, and uh, she just wanted she just wanted yeah. you to at least acknowledge her. Her name is Anne. Uh, she she lives in Marietta, Georgia. So you could just say hi to her. Hey. Hi, Ann. Yeah, see? Thank you for liking the show, being a fan. And if I ever run across you, I'll give you one of those big old Latino hugs. Wow. Ooh, oh, a Latino yeah, there, hug. There you All go. Right, Nothing like longer with that. Of course, uh, of course, now you're, I mean, you <laughs> Yeah, obviously everybody remembers you in, in in Chips, and it was a it was a it was a great show back in the in the seventies. But you've been very very active ever since that happened, and including the the show now, uh, Divine Renovation. Tell us yeah. a little bit about uh, about that show and what it's all about. All right, well, the show it's a wonderful show. I mean, it's for me. Uh, the producer asked me one day, "So you like doing the show? Why did why why did you accept to do it?" I said, "Because it, it's good for my soul." Them that type of thing. It's a TV docu-series, and it provides for individuals who need enhancements for their home, families in need, you know, that uh, they can't afford it. I'll give you an example. A guy is in a wheelchair who is an ex-firefighter, and he's got, you know, so we'll go come into his house, and we'll give him a ramp. We'll give him a backyard so, it's, so, he, so he's not trying to wheel in the grass and the dirt, and we'll cement his backyard. We make their lives a little easier and we get the community involved that's the thing for nonprofit with the businesses the local businesses they get involved we'll put in a new kitchen we'll, we'll paint the house we'll re-roof things that they can't afford at the time and we just get everybody involved and we do it all we'll get volunteers to help with everything in every area we go to we did it in uh, North Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina, and then we just shot shot the second season in Torrington, Connecticut. Oh, and not far away. We're going to do, 
Yeah, and we're going to Long Island for the third one because they call and people are hearing about it. They they love us to come in, and it's a really for me. It, it, I love it. Now, do, do you actually, Eric? Do you actually get in there with like a like a like a nail gun or sawzall you know, like a sawzall or, yeah. and start to you know, demoing stuff? Are you are you getting in there too? <laughs> yeah, I bring my toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get in there. I get in yeah. there. I mean, you know, I'm not going to break a nail, but I get in there. Well, but, that's good. Well, that's good. You know, I, actually, I, I think this is a great <laughs> idea for a show because it's not just your typical like home renovation thing where a bunch of people who can't afford anything to to, no. to, to actually do. You're actually helping a lot of people, uh, you know, make their lives a little bit more comfortable. I think that's a that's a great thing. And, and it's streaming now on nine platforms, and we just got Tubi and Freebie, and we're on Amazon Plus. Prime, all of it. Oh, that's We're all. out there, and it's, it's doing very well. You know, and it's a really good show. You know, speaking of shows, it's going through uh, your 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 whole acting history, and and uh, you know, obviously, Chips is a great a great uh, show and everything. But there's uh, someone from 1974. You were on the uh, the TV show one uh, one episode on Emergency, and uh, according to IMDb, <laughs> your role was. Man with eye injury. What was your motivation yeah, in that uh, in that role? Was it? Well, tell me about that role. The guy with the eye injury. What happened there? Well, I was in a fire, and they were getting, they're hauling me out. And the funny, they they were hauling me out of the out of the house, and I got burned, and my eyes got got hurt, and I had one line, and the line was eye. <laughs> That was my line. Man, but, that, that, home you know, run. Home run, Eric. Oh, yeah. No, listen, yeah. it got me back into business because I already had two movies in a Hawaii Five-0 under my belt. And when I moved to California, I had to start all over again. And that was the first gig I got after yeah. co-starring with George C. Scott and my own other movie, you know. Anyway, so so what happened? So that's why it's been, you, you you get the eye injury and then you get the eye injury and Randolph Mantooth says to you, "You'll never ride a motorcycle ever again," <laughs> and you and you proved him wrong. <laughs> that was that, what, what 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 one of the questions I, I had about that. Did you have to learn? Like, did they have to give you motorcycle riding lessons, or did you already know how to ride a, a bike before the show started? No, no, man. I grew up in Spanish Harlem. I rode the bus or the subway. I was taught to ride uh, while we were filming. They brought a guy down, Scott Wilson, Academy uh, instructor from Sacramento. And he would teach me and Larry how to do figure eight, slow stuff, because anybody can go fast. But it was the slow stuff. Pull up to a stop sign, don't put your feet down, look around, and then accelerate out. Uh, yeah, we, I did have a lot of bike lifts, a lot. But you but you weren't to the point where you're doing like Evil Knievel type of stuff after like, you know, four or five seasons on the job. No, but I've had my share of broken, punctured lungs and ribs and, you know, but I never messed up my hair, man. <laughs> And, and and one last question for you because I know we're on limited time here, and this is from my my sister who is the fan. Uh, did Officer John really get mad in real life because Ponch was getting more chicks than he was? <laughs> oh, you'd have you'd have to ask my partner. Yeah. I'm going to be I'm going to see him. We're going to be in UltraCon this Saturday in West Palm Beach together. Oh, nice! Oh, that's cool. A nice little reunion there. Well, very cool. Well, yeah. Well, we do about we do about six or seven cons a year together. We knock it out. 
That's great. Uh, Divine Renovation is uh, streaming all over the place. Eric Estrada, great to talk to you again. Best of luck with the show. All right, boys. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Eric Estrada with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 726. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brandt will give you the forecast here. Yeah, you don't, need, you don't need me to do it. You don't need to be redundant on no. this show. There's enough of that mm-hmm. already. Um, let's see here. Uh, we're supposed to be talking to some comedian. Uh, I don't really know very much about him, but uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday. I don't know. Yes, it's the vague interview. Yeah, it's yeah. vague. One comedian I can tell you will be outstanding is Jackie Martling. We have tickets to his show coming up at the South End Community Center. We'll give those away a little bit later on this morning. Yeah. Now, I can guarantee that Jackie is going to be funny. Well, I'm sure this other guy's going to be funny, too. We just don't know what his name is or where he's from. Uh, Gianmarco Cerisi, I believe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Gianmarco. I've heard uh, his name uh, millions of times. Yeah, No, I haven't either. But uh, but Jackie Marling, I have. We've met him. He's funny. He'll enjoy going to that show. And the uh, the proceeds of that show uh, go to uh, support the uh, South End Community Center. Really good cause. It's all brought to you by Zombie Hideout. Again, that's coming up later on. Well, there you go. Got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert. Bax and Nagel. What What would you say you do here? I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? On Rock 102. It's uh, 731. I don't have the uh, the news sounder for some reason. Anyway. Uh, Why? I don't know. Why would you not have that? I may have accidentally uh, removed it. What? And we can't I, just pull that up. Well, I'm looking for it. You know, of course, yeah, I gotta, you know, gotta go back yeah, here. And, you know, I mean, really... don't worry about it. It just feels weird. No, it, feels it does like, feel uh, weird. I, I agree. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to do now. Do I, do I do the news without that little sounder? Well, I can. I mean, I can. I mean, I can look. I can. How, how badly do you need it? I mean, I can. Well, I don't probably need it. find it. I, I don't just... need it. I'm just. Uh, it's preparedness, Bax. Uh, I ask you to come prepared every day, and you don't come yeah, prepared. I, yeah. Sometimes I'm. I'm nothing more than a major disappointment. Yeah, I get this is ah, ridiculous. Here we go. Oh, there you go. Hey, it's, I knew we uh, had it somewhere. 7:31. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome today. Get zero percent financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Hard to believe that we're one of the hottest 100 radio shows in the country. <laughs> it's it's a low bar uh, well, to get in. We we were 99 and now we're actually 100 because of that little incident. No, that we did right there. No, yeah. uh, I, I I believe the uh, the committee that com- yeah puts that list together are very big fans. You know what I thought was so funny about that is that uh, yeah it's a great. You know, a great honor to be on that list uh, of of radio shows, but but then the hey, would you like a plaque that says that it's only two hundred and fifty nine dollars? <laughs> yes, sign me up. Eh, I don't need a yeah. plaque. It's all right. Uh, crews are investigating a building collapse at the Redbridge Hydro Power Plant in Wilbraham yesterday morning. According to Wilbraham Fire Chief Michael Andrews, they received a call around nine a.m. with reports of smoke coming from the roof of the building. When crews arrived, there was a significant building collapse. There was a small fire that was caused by the collapse, which lasted about 20 minutes, but that fire did not spread and was quickly put out. No one was in the building during the time of the collapse. Uh, Chief Andrews says this has nothing to do with the electricity and no one lost power from the incident. The the power plant, which is located on the, the Chicopee River, is operated by Patriot Hydro, an affiliate of LS Power. 
LS Power says the 4.5 megawatt. 4.5 megawatt! <laughs> You're going to have the to The only get thing that can produce that kind of power is a small power bridge on Red Bridge Road. I got to believe there's one or two DeLoreans uh, stacked away in Wilbraham somewhere. Oh, I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure somebody's got one. Somebody's got one. Uh, plant was offline at the time of the collapse, and the gates that controls water along the river have been closed. Mass uh, DEP crews were called in to collect debris and help uh, collect oil drums. I believe it's pronounced debris. Um, I uh, I will take you to task on that. Yeah, go ahead. I've only seen that word written before. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why isn't it uh, B-R-E-E, debris? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Steve. But it's uh, why did it, they do debris? Why, why did that happen over time? Why did uh, why why did we uh, settle on thing? Uh, it's spelled Debris. Yeah, we're gonna say debris. All right. Well, here here's the uh, the internet giving you yeah. the correct pronunciation. Debris. 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 It's debris. Debris. No, that's the cheese. No, that's just brie. No, that's the brie. That's no, what she's saying this is debris yeah, as opposed know. to the brie. Anyway, Chief Andrews says a small amount of oil was released in the river, and Mass DEP has placed boons in the water to contain any substance. Residents may see an oil sheen on the water and are asked to avoid them. Hey, uh, you see that rainbow-colored? Uh, yeah, it thing floating out in the water doesn't mean the water is filled with skittles. Yeah, don't don't put a fishing line in there and try to catch a rainbow. Don't try to taste the rainbow in Wilbraham right now. Yeah, debris. That, that's that's not skittles. Debris. It's not the the river a rainbow of fruit flavors. <laughs> Members not of, this week. It's not. Members of the uh, Ludlow Fire Department, Wilbraham DBW, and the Building Department, National Grid, and EverSource assisted with the uh, with the incident. Uh, East Hampton City Hall is set to reopen Wednesday after being closed for almost a month. Well, they haven't been in there anyway. They've been doing meetings on Zoom the entire time <laughs> since 2019. I'm sure the ladies over there are very excited. According to East Hampton Mayor Nicolas services were temporarily relocated after the building closed on July 24th. Uh, the closure has lasted several weeks due to safety concerns with its air quality, most notably Mayor Nash LaChapelle sucked all the air out of the room. It was also a big noxious <laughs> stink coming out of the, uh, the, out school, of the school committee. school committee, too, yeah. Uh, LaChapelle said, East Hampton City Hall opens tomorrow with higher air circulation and quality. Deserved by the public and staff. Who is that? That's Mayor LaChapelle. That's oh, how she sounds. I don't think she sounds like that. The extended closure was unforeseen, but ends with the original goal, a healthier building. If she did sound like that, would anybody vote for her? I don't think so. Actually, it's more like a caw, caw, caw. <laughs> You're sure it's not more, more like a cluck, 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 Yeah, yeah, like the ladies in the hen house. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Now the air has been sucked out of the room. <laughs> That's how we do things around here. Uh, an East Longmeadow resident came across a bobcat in their backyard. <laughs> what kind of sick world are we living in? I'm sure the bobcat didn't see that coming. <laughs> bobcat was like, whoa. Hey, 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 hey what's uh, going on here? Hey, I'm walking here. 
Jeff Cole. Sometimes I really feel like you and I are just a couple of 12-year-old boys. Well, that's what this show is based on. That's why we're number 99. Jeff Coles of East Longmeadow sent 22 News a photo of the bobcat he spotted in his backyard on Tuesday afternoon. According to Mass.gov, bobcat habits usually involve mountainous areas such as those that have rocky ledges, hardwood forests, swamps, bogs, and brushy areas near fields. And we've got all that here in East Longmeadow. We do. The bobcats have become more visible in backyards and residential areas throughout Massachusetts as they adapt to suburban settings. Bobcat tracks may be mistaken mistaken for domestic cats, but bobcats actually appear to have five toes. What does a cat only have four? Uh, unless there's a cat with like uh, double paws, that when, sometimes happens. When leaving their tracks behind, a person may only notice the four toes. However, their fifth doesn't impress into the ground when it walks, since it's raised high on the forefeet. Well, this is good news. This is very good news. So where, uh, where in town was the bobcat um, uh, come across? <laughs> it's it's somewhere in somebody's backyard. In that, but it doesn't say what street. Well, no. Maybe the guy just doesn't want to know where anybody where he lives. Okay, he wants everybody you, to know his name because he yeah. sent the photo in. Sure, but, but he doesn't want to know like uh, you know this was spotted on say uh, you know Porter Road. Yeah, I don't. know. Is that where it was? Did I you? don't know. I don't know either. Uh, the town council and its traffic subcommittee in West Springfield are now considering a new citywide 25-mile-per-hour speed limit that would put the brakes on fast and furious drivers who speed through the city's residential streets. And if you speed below 25 miles an hour, the car blows up. Yeah, what was the name of that film? I think it was called The Car That Couldn't Slow Down. <laughs> And in West Springfield, a car yeah. that couldn't slow down enough. As an indicator of the problem, police wrote about two and a half times more speeding tickets this year from January to July than in the same span last year, according to West Springfield Police Sergeant Michael Reed. Sometimes called the Crossroads of New England with Routes 5 and 20 and I-91 and the Mass Turnpike nearby, West Springfield has become a cut-through community, Town Councilor Michael Laflamme told the Republican in an interview. LaFlamme, the vice chair of the city's traffic and safety panel, said a new speed limit is just part of the work being done to combat speeding on heavily traveled main arteries. With the townwide speed limit lowered, hopefully people are more conscious about their speed. On Monday, public hearing was held to discuss the measure. About 25 residents in attendance said changing the speed limit felt gimmicky and is just not enough to counter speeding. Several residents from Bernie and City View Avenues, Morgan Road, Angelina and Oak Streets, and Birch Park Circle spoke up and said the only way to combat systemic speeding would be to increase police presence and to add more speed humps. My humps. My, My lovely, lovely lady humps. humps. Flashing what you going to do with all them speed humps? I'm going to put them in West Springfield to slow the drivers down. Can you imagine 25 miles an hour on Route 20? No, thank you. Well, I mean, you really can't go that fast during busy times anyway. No, but because you, the you, top you could, speed is maybe 30, 35 miles an hour with all of that traffic at like rush hours or whatever. Okay, but on a, on a like a non-rush hour, you could yeah. probably uh, crank that thing up to like uh, 45 miles an hour. Now you're cooking. You know, they always had between- Now you're gunning it. The, the, yeah, the town line of West Springfield and Westfield. Yeah. Right as you, if you're coming from Westfield, there- and I think there's one coming the other way too, but I've always noticed that going on Route 20, there was a, there was one of those radar signs, tells you how fast you're going. Yeah, but I've seen people try to see how fast they can get the yeah, sign up. Exactly. To. 
You want to see if you can if your speed blows that thing up. Uh, mainly, residents wanted to know a new speed limit would be, uh, how a new speed limit would be enforced, and if that enforcement would put a strain on the current police department resources. Should the city ultimately adopt the policy for 25 miles an hour, it would not affect roads in thickly settled areas or in the business district. So you're not going to change Route 5 to a 25-mile-an-hour zone because that kind of wouldn't make sense. No, I, I wouldn't think it would. The uh, citywide speed limit discussion comes after a motorist struck 25-year-old Neely Murray and her dog on Piper Road near Monastery Avenue last December. Murray and her dog, unfortunately, both died from their injuries. In April, the city's Traffic and Safety Subcommittee explored road diets, road diet, which narrow or eliminate travel lanes to calm traffic speeds. That actually seemingly is working. They did that from the McDonald's to the North End Bridge Rotary. Okay. uh, On Route 5 going south, which has seemingly curbed some speeding issues. You got to remember, just because it's a highway... There's residences on that on that stretch of road. Sure. People's driveways are... Can you imagine trying to get out of your driveway and somebody going by at 70 miles an hour? Yeah, that's a little crazy. It is crazy. You know, um, on the other hand, you know, you're just a couple of weeks away from the Big E starting in West Springfield, mm-hmm. where traffic uh, speeds can reach as high as one mile an hour. Congratulations to Gene Cassidy, the savior of West Springfield by collectively lowering lowering the speed limit yes. for everybody. He is the one responsible. Yeah. It's Gene Cassidy's traffic study program. <laughs> All you need in other areas of West Springfield is a three-week-long uh, festival that should slow everything down to a crawl. All right. Gene goes to the town council, the city uh, uh, council meeting in West Springfield. And they're like, Gene, can you help us out with this traffic uh, thing? Listen, listen, just I'll do what I do every year. We'll take a big giant Walmart mixed with a Dollar General and a Dollar Tree, and we'll cut the roof off of it and let everybody <laughs> come and enjoy yeah. a big smelly three-week celebration. We'll we'll sell baked potatoes. Yeah. We'll sell corn dogs. We'll set. We'll, we'll, we'll kill elephants. Puffs. We'll, we'll kill elephants. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do all those. We'll things. do all of those things. Your traffic problems in yeah. West Side will be solved forever. Yeah. Twenty-five miles an hour. How about? Five miles an hour. Yeah, and and to pay for it all, yeah. how about we charge everybody to park there? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. There Come you on. go. <laughs> Problem way, solved. By the way, the Big E kicks off on September 17th, whatever day it is. Uh, 15th. That's oh, why 15th. It's, a, it's like my big birthday celebration. Uh, oh, look at that. Yeah. Baxi's birthday and... Uh, Big E opening. Yeah, on a, and it's on a Friday, so you can just very well imagine how that might not be the day I go. I heard they raised the price of the 17-day pass. It went from like 50-something dollars to 70-something dollars. Totally worth it. I mean, it's still a deal if you're going to go every day. Yeah, but you're still also paying a million dollars every time you go in there one day. Uh, Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 78. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 74. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. New England. It's t- Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Nice day today. Sunny and a high of 78. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 74. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, the Daily Podcast uh, podcast gets posted after uh, 10 o'clock every morning. You can uh, find that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is Bob Walkenhorst. 
uh, from the band The Rainmakers. They had a uh, hit back in the 80s called Let My People Go Go, very catchy little number. And uh, all kinds of publications at the time were calling them the most promising band in America. Didn't quite work out that way, and it's a hell of a story. Uh, although uh, the music by The Rainmakers has been quoted twice in two different Stephen King novels. But oh. he was a big fan. Well, so there you go. Check that out. On, uh, it's all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Uh, check them out at ZNMHomes.com and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. And here we go. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. And a zing, zing, zoom, and away we go. Remember that? <laughs> I'm afraid I do. Uh, hey, uh, don't ever mess with an airline pilot. This comedian... Uh, asked a pilot walking into a flight if he had been drinking, and he was immediately told why he should never, never say that. How you doing? Good. Are you the pilot of this flight? Yeah, what's up? You haven't been drinking or anything, have you? You know what? <laughs> I'm joking around. It's no, a I'm joke. Not joking. It's a joke, sir. I'm not joking. I can Relax. Off right now. Oh, my God. You ever heard of a joke? I'm a comedian. Come here. Oh, my God. I'm a comedian. It was right. a joke. You, you don't laugh. Do Excuse me. I'm very sorry I funded it. Okay. And the reason being you don't do it because that gentleman right there and anybody who else is around now doubts what I do for a living. All right? So I don't go into your work. I understand. It was a don't joke. Do I didn't Please. mean to offend you. Thank didn't you. mean to offend you. Wow. See what I mean about life? Oh, yeah. Man. You know what? Um, he may be a comedian, but it doesn't mean he's a good one. No, he's not a very no. uh, good comedian. Uh, that's not even a funny joke. Yeah, they tell you like you know, not to even make jokes about like bombs or weapons yeah. on a on a plane. Yeah, just yeah. uh it's not the best place for joking around. Yeah. I would be like, Hey, hey pilot, what's the name of that thing that you sit in up in the front? Uh the uh, flight deck? No. Uh, you mean the my, other, my chair? The other name. What's that thing? Uh, <laughs> the navigation space? No, it, it's called something else. What is it? it it's uh some sort of pit. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're getting at. Oh man, you're no fun. I'm just a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta tell you, uh, the last time I was at the airport, and uh, I'm with my kids, obviously, and my my oldest says, "Reading the signs." Oh, great. I can't bring guns on the plane. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> stop it right now. What What have I taught you? I, you? You've listened to nothing that I have told you. Right. I said, you can't say. See, that's more understandable coming from a kid and a, a fully grown adult who thinks he's hilarious. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, um, that's the difference, uh, isn't it? Uh, you know, that the, the, the child yeah. Could possibly be more mature right. than the comedian who's trying to uh, do crowd work in the cockpit. Yeah, <gasps> right. What did you say? I said the comedian. Oh, that was the funny part. All right, I was trying to figure out what the funny joke was. You're not that great of a comedian. No, either. I'm not. I'm just, so I, that's why I don't do it. Yeah. Uh, a Texas woman says she was uh, driving to a friend's house when somebody randomly threw a five-foot-long hunting spear through her windshield. Here's uh, Siobhan Canals uh, talking about what happened. Uh, right there. It was a pretty scary event. I was not expecting that. It came in right here. So the spare handle was probably sticking about out about that much. It was not, you know, road rage or anything. This was unprovoked uh, and just completely random. I think they're trying to intentionally hurt somebody. I'm just thankful to be alive because, I mean, I have I have kids. Yeah, that's uh, pretty scary. 
a hunting spear coming through your windshield? Damnedest thing. It is I mean, the damnedest thing. <laughs> hard to believe someone's like uh, you know trying to hunt down like Chrysler's or something. I can't believe that people still use spears to hunt. There, there was a. I have a friend of mine who's uh, whose uncle. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he was uh, he was this cool. He was the cool uncle. He used to come over, and he lived in Florida, mm-hmm. and he would tell how he would go boar hunting out in the the. In Florida, like in Central Florida, go boar hunting in the woods and right. spear the boar with spears. With spears, no guns, just a spear. And if you sp- miss, you better run because yeah. you're gonna get trampled. Well, what is uh what are the uh, the rules of spear hunting? I mean, is there is like a specified amount of time, like uh, like this is spear hunting week? Well, yeah. Uh, number one, you have to be bat crap crazy. That's like that. the, the first uh, the first uh, thing, uh, and number two, you have to be completely insane to do to want to do something <laughs> like that. All right, but is there a spearing limit? Can I only like get two wild boars and a bear? Yeah, I think there's probably a like how many you can tag. Yeah. Oh, this this wild boar is too small. I'm just gonna pull my spear out of its body and let him go. Yeah, I just uh, I never and, and then he would tell us how. Oh yeah, I trade hunting trips. I go hunt bison out in Montana, and then uh, this guy comes to my house and he hunts wild boar. Wow, spear. Hunting. Could hang out with that guy I all guess day. So. And a uh, 50-year-old golf course worker in Arizona has been hospitalized after being stung by nearly 2,000 bees. Ooh. Here are two golfers who witnessed the attack. We were moving down the fairway. We saw a worker working. He stopped and he started swinging his arms. Didn't pay a lot of attention to it at first. As we went down closer, I started to pick up my ball. All of a sudden the bees started attacking me. So I, t- I got my golf cart and started heading back. By the time he turned around, he was completely covered with bees. He probably had a foot of bees on him. And you turned the golf cart around and drove away yeah, and left him there. Good for you. Uh, was it was it uh, when Tommy Boy? Another Tommy Boy reference where they're <laughs> they're pretending they're getting it by son son. Just roll around on the ground. You'll be okay. I don't think that's that's probably the best way to handle that. And that is uh, now here. This it is seven fifty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Summer's not over yet. Rock one hundred two and Jay Smeagle Roofing want to send. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'm all for technological advancements. You're going to use technology to start my car, pay my bills, and defrost a couple of steaks, and I'll be among the first to support those scientific breakthroughs. But when it comes to things like artificial intelligence, I'm not that impressed. You kidding? I'm not always that impressed with real intelligence. And frankly, the whole AI craze is old news. I used artificial intelligence to get through college. In fact, I used it every day. That's because it was much more reliable than my natural intelligence, which quite frankly has been nothing but a disappointment. With the NFL regular season about to begin, broadcasters are trying to figure out how to incorporate artificial intelligence into their NFL telecast. For example, yesterday, Amazon announced so they will begin using AI this season on Thursday Night Football. According to Sam Schwartzstein, an uh, analyst uh, expert for uh, Amazon Prime Video, this new technology will be used by embedding separate screen lines in which artificial intelligence 
will offer its prediction on whether a team should go for it during fourth down situations. Again, none of this is really new. The NFL has had access to this sort of data for years, but now Amazon is ready to jump aboard the bandwagon to give you, the Prime subscriber, one more reason to justify charging you $139 a year for all those services that you never use. Listen, if I wanted to listen to artificial intelligence spit out their opinions during a live football game, I'll go listen to Tony Romo. But at $139 a year, all I really wanted from them was two, uh, free two-day shipping. I didn't ask for all this extra stuff. I didn't even ask Amazon to run football games. All the other networks were doing just fine by themselves. I wanted my various purchases and parcels to arrive in a swift and cost-effective manner. I don't care what a computer thinks about whether a team should punt the ball. I can tell you what to do in those situations, too. And I'm an idiot. I'm also not going to charge you for that option, especially if it's stupid. But Amazon Prime Video absolutely will. But I'm sure it's going to be dazzling. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The DeWalt Compact Drill Driver Kit, 40 bucks is what you'll save. A DeWalt Circular Saw, save 40 bucks. A DeWalt Power Tool, save 40 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. Like a DeWalt Reciprocating Saw or Angle Grinder, you'll save 40 bucks right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Two Springfield's Classic Rock, 812 and Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 78. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 74. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I uh, got a couple of, couple of different things uh, to talk about. Uh, first of all, there's a Burger King in Pennsylvania looking to hire losers. Uh, is that uh, a new policy, or have they been doing that for a while? Well, uh, to work at Burger King, you need to be at least 16 years old. You have to be uh, cool working in a fast-paced environment, and you have to be able to work well with a team, but that's not all. Burger King in Elwood City in western Pennsylvania is looking to hire losers. The sign-out front said, now hiring losers up to $14 an hour. But it doesn't look like it was a prankster. It was supposed to say, now hiring closers, and the C fell down. Oh, yeah. And got caught up uh, by the U in up. Uh, a photo uh, of the sign has been floating around online since Friday. So I'm assuming it's been fixed by now, I would hope. How many... Uh, it's unclear of any losers have applied. Well, that's why yeah, that's I, be my question. I mean, where there's a, a line of losers trying to get jobs? No. I, I, I don't even know why You know, they still have these signs. Like, like the ones that you have to put letters on, knowing yeah. that there are people out there that would, you know, you know change them. We we had, uh, when I lived in upstate New York, well, I was in characters. Uh, we uh, lived in upstate New York. There was a, it was of all small little towns, and we yeah. lived around this big lake called the Tisco Lake. It was, you know, noted as the Forgotten Finger Lake because it was still pretty big. But, but everybody kept forgetting Everybody it. kept forgetting about it. But uh, they used to have a sign outside of the fire barn, you know, that's what they call them the firehouse it was a fire, fire barn. barn and uh and and every year this guy would advertise i don't even know who if it was somebody from the fire department or whatever but he would write uh dock removal you know for for all the people who lived on the lake he would assist with removing the dock ah, you know, for the okay. fall and you know into the winter months uh, okay. before the spring came back but somebody Without fail, would always replace the O with an I, and that would be the funniest thing in town for the next, you know, two weeks until yeah. somebody actually went out back and changed it. People are funny, aren't they? I really, I really wish uh, we could bring that back. Yeah, uh, you know the the whole uh, 
you know, the, the nostalgia of doing that. But but with the you, digital sign technology as it is today, yeah, you know, like you, you don't see that outside convenience stores as much anymore. But but you've seen you've seen the highway signs being manipulated. You, you know, you ever see those people hack into those highway signs? Sure. And then say, uh, you know, Electric Avenue is closed or, you know, something like that. You know, something <laughs> stupid like that. But uh, I really I really miss the old-fashioned prankster uh, changing the sign. I uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, like if, a, like if a road sign had a funny name to it that if you just edited it a little bit would make it filthy. Yeah. You know, that's... I mean that's that's gold right there. You know who doesn't appreciate that? Well, there's a, there's a there's one I think up near my house that says uh, instead of do not pass, uh, somebody took out the somebody took out the T and the P, so it says do no ass on it. Right, right. I saw a sign many years ago when I was uh, living up in Westfield, uh, and there was a sign like I'm trying to remember. I think it was like near like Little George, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it said overpass. Yeah. Or underpass. Yeah. And someone would remove the P. Right. Over ass or under ass. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I just thought somebody out there in Westfield is very, very clever. I like that. I like, or I, West Springfield. I like a good uh, creative uh, thing. There's, there's one I can't even mention because it was so funny. I'll tell you off the air, though, after we're done. What does it rhyme with? It doesn't rhyme with anything. It was actually a pretty insulting sign to people. It, it, it's just I, it's something I don't want to I don't want to say. All right, okay, be that because way. Because it's uh, discriminatory, oh, yet, yet hilarious at the same time. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll okay. discuss off the air. All right. So uh, anyway, uh, moving on to this other thing here. Uh, there was a video that came out about a year ago. A guy at a Yankees game went viral after poking a hole through a hot dog and using it as a straw to drink his, his beer. beer. Yeah, right? I remember that. And people were divided. Is that brilliant or is it gross? Meanwhile, the folks at Oscar Mayer were taking notes, and now they're actually making hot dogs as straws in tribute. <laughs> they're giving away a limited number each day between now and September 5th. You have to fill out a form online. If it says they're out, you have to try again tomorrow. Why don't they just make them then? Yeah, I don't know. And to be clear, it's not a real hot dog like the one in the video. It's just made of soft silicone, and it just looks like a hot dog. So it's just a straw. Yes. So you can gross people out without actually being gross. That's actually kind of funny, too. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I if my expectation is I'm going to be able to eat uh, the hot dog after finishing the beer, yeah. you know, that's one thing. Now I'm just stuck with a piece of, uh, a piece of rubber I can't do anything with. Uh, they said in a statement, uh, quote, while the viral hot dog straw divided the Internet, we salute the brave man who paved the way to enjoy his hot dog as he wishes. Listen, as long as he's not putting ketchup on it, he's fine. <laughs> you can sign up to get one at OscarMeyer.com slash hot dog straw. You know what I would do? What? I would take like that that canned cheese mm-hmm. and, f- and, and fill up the... Uh, Fill up the hole in the hot dog. Oh, like a like a human Kong toy. For no, no, I was thinking more like a like a like a uh, like a like a kosher cannoli. Oh, a kosher cannoli. Yeah, I like there that. You go. You like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 sure. I uh, I remember they used to make. I don't think I don't know who it was that made them. What brand it was? But they were chili dogs with the hollowed out inside and then filled with, with chili. chili. Yeah. Do they still make those? <sighs> who made those? I'm trying to remember who it was. Because, uh, you know, Hillshire Farms has always put some crazy stuff into their sausages, you know, like uh, like the, the, the blobs of cheese and yeah. stuff, uh, bacon and stuff. Frankenstuffs. 
Oh, I got to look that up. If you've never heard of them, Frankenstuff hot dogs had hollow middles stuffed with chili, literally encased with them like uh, uh, mutagen. What is mutagen? Mutagen? I don't know. I have no idea. And a, I don't know. Hormel. Oh, it was Hormel. Later added a second version, this time stuffed with gooey cheese that exploded uh, like zits when you bit into one. See, that sounds delicious to me. <laughs> they were they were good when I was a kid. Yeah. And I remember like, oh, I used to love these things, but I don't know how I would feel about it as an adult now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like ever go to like the grocery store and see like, um, <clears throat> what was it called? Goober grape. It was like yeah. the uh, the peanut butter that actually had the jelly inside of it. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea. Absolutely, uh, like a fantastic idea. And I was they always st- wondering why more peanut butter companies didn't adopt the the same thing. That was kind of gross. Yeah, Goober grape wasn't great, but I got to yeah. believe like a Skippy. Or or a, or a GIF could have done a much superior job than than what the Goober Grape people did. Because the folks at Skippy probably said, "We can't sell this garbage. This is disgusting." They, they still sell it though. I saw it. Yeah, I saw I, it a couple of weeks ago. I know. I'm just saying. I love. I I love the idea. The concept is pure genius. Yeah. We should. We need to bring back the Frankenstuff hot dog. You know what? It's uh, when was the last time? Oh yeah, it was uh, out of uh, circulation by the mid '90s. Yeah, says here on Wikipedia, 1986 during labor and rest of the production plant, razor blades were found in two packages of the product, but there was no recall. Oh, did somebody get the razor along with the chili? I don't know, but uh, I would believe that could be potentially dangerous. Yeah, I. Uh... Like a razor blade stuffed hot dog is not something that anyone should be uh, chowing down on. Can't we bring back? I'd rather have the razor blades than the ketchup, though. I will say that. Well, the razor blades probably actually taste pretty good. And you don't feel nearly as stupid as a guy having ketchup on it. Ah, did you? Yeah, I was going to say, did you put ketchup on that? No, that's just my blood from my mouth. (laughs) I'm just hemorrhaging. Yeah. This is just. So, you know, these are two things from my childhood that I wish they would bring back. Signs that you could mess around with and prank with and Frankenstuff hot dogs. Does sound awful good. Oh. Gone are the, by the way of the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> it's 821 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 and Billy Squire with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of uh, 78 tomorrow. Cloudy with a high of 74. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. A little bit later on this hour, give away some tickets to see Jackie the Joke Man Martling at the South End Community Center on September 9th. There's a fundraiser for the South End Community Center, which is an awesome place. They do great, great stuff for, for kids around uh, around Springfield and beyond that. And uh, it's all brought to you by Zombie Hideout. We'll give those away a little bit after news. Uh, yesterday, uh, well, the last uh, week or so, I've I've kind of realized uh, how old I'm getting. Yeah. And, yeah. It was, and it was from watching the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. That's what did it? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> when those movies started coming out, I think that was like, what, 2002 or three or something like that? Or something maybe like that. Something like that. Uh, that was like the first time I actually got into those comic book type movies. You know, that sure. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, because uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Tobey Maguire. I'm an even bigger fan of Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, really? 
Yeah. Yeah, there's something about uh, Kirsten yeah. Dunst that just. Uh, yeah. I have to say, I'm not that. Uh, I'm not moved by really? Kirsten Dunst. No. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, yeah. either way. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, when we were on vacation last week, they had this theater room in this giant bougie house that we were uh, staying. We're all staying in. Right. And then, uh, so my 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 uh, daughter and I was trying to say, hey, let's watch. Uh, let's w- start watching the Spider-Man movies. I always like those, right? And I'm watching the graphics in it. Yeah. And it's like, this seems so outdated. <laughs> like, you, like, you can tell it's all fake. Right. But I remember watching, the and even watching, you know, a current movie of, of you know, like the latest Spider-Man that they did with all of them. Uh, it's like, you know, it seems so real. You can't really pick out that CGI thing. And now you're recognizing. Now I'm recognizing technology from almost 20 years ago that is so seemingly outdated. It just yeah. makes you feel like, wow. Because what was it like for our parents when those movies from like the 40s and 50s or the 50s or whatever? Well, there weren't a lot of special effects. I mean, other than let's say like uh, you know, Wizard of Oz, where everything turns into color, you know, from being black and white. Right. That's, that that was a big special effect. Yeah, but when I was a kid. Like and, Star Trek. And Star Wars came out. Right, okay. Star Specifically Wars. Star Wars. When that came out, people were blown away by the special effects. Well, be, and it's still, that's still impressive yeah, to but, this day. But if you if you look at the older versions, the ones that haven't been like, you know, remastered, re, remastered and recut, and, uh, and, and you look at it now. Yeah. It's a little cheesy by today's standards. Well, I st- I started the uh, the one I uh, was watching. I just kind of put it on. It was two thousand one a space odyssey? Yeah, that is like seemingly outdated now. Like that was at the time. At the that time, was people like, were, yeah, they couldn't believe what they were seeing. Right, but by today's technology, is like a big whoop. But I but like I just feel like that was one of these things that started making me feel old. Like. Wow, this thing is just so outdated. It's not any. It's not sharp, like no. anything new that just came. Well, out. well, now all that stuff is you know computer generated. Yeah, you know, back in the in the seventies and eighties, it was all done on camera. But yeah. it was just you know it, like you could do different tricks with the camera and film and, and editing. Yeah, not the not the same as they do it today. It's a whole lot more cost effective to do it now. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, Make that's how you know you're old when the graphics of the movies you grew up with start turning into uh, like uh, claymation. <laughs> that's what it looked like. <laughs> it it was like he's flying through the streets of New York City. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 8.35 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Noonan Energy. Reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Westfield man was arraigned on Monday after police say he admitted to shooting his brother during a drunken argument in his home. Westfield Police Officer Joe Gandolfi reported in a court document that on August 18th, officers responded to reports of shots fired near Woodsong Road and found a person at 49 Woodsong Road, who had suffered a gunshot wound. He was subsequently transported to Bay State uh, Hospital in stable condition. Gandalfi reports that investigating officers found that Dean A. Zebian, 23, of 49 Woodsong Road, was intoxicated and had been engaged in a verbal argument with his brother, uh, which became physical when, quote, the victim disarmed the defendant who was carrying a handgun, which was later found to have a defaced serial number on it. 
He reported after the initial altercation, the defendant went upstairs, returned to the living room a short time later, armed with a rifle, which he clearly knew was loaded, and shot the victim through the torso. Jesus. A witness wrestled the rifle away from the defendant. He went on to report that Zebian admitted shooting his brother to responding officers. He was taken into custody and made additional spontaneous statements during booking, admitting uh, to the shoot to admitting to shooting the victim. A subsequent search of the house, Gandolfi reports, revealed additional loaded magazines for both the defendant's handgun and rifle, which were found in the defendant's room, as well as a second pistol and nine millimeter uh, ammunition for it. Uh, Gandolfi went on to note that Zebian has been issued neither a firearms identification card or a license to carry firearms by Westfield authorities, the relevant licensing agency for him. He also noted that a juvenile felony finding in Holyoke Juvenile Court would prohibit him from being eligible to hold a FID ah, LTC yes. in Massachusetts. He was arraigned Monday in uh, Westfield District Court before Judge uh, Giancosa. On the list of charges, including attempted murder, possession of a firearm, commission of a felony, assault and battery with a firearm, possession with a firearm and a defaced serial number in the commission of a felony, discharging a firearm within 500 feet of a building. He's fighting that one, though. Yeah, that's the one I'd go for. That's the one I would uh, I would go. I was exactly 501 feet from a building. No, I got this from a cereal box. <laughs> that's right. It didn't have a number on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ADA uh, Jamie uh, Spinella found a motion to hold Zebian without the right to bail pending in dangerousness hearing. I want to know what the argument was about. You know, I always ask myself that. What yeah. what led to this? Because, listen, uh, my brother and I have gotten on each other's nerves quite a few times, but never once has it escalated to the point where somebody brandished a firearm. <laughs> you and your brother never got into gunplay? No, it was usually either uh, holding me down and hocking the loogie so it almost touches my nose. Right. Uh, or uh, any Indian burns or any of those, Man, that's another of those things. Yeah, I uh, never escalated to the point of gunfire. <laughs> he ever gave you like a like a Dutch oven? You ever do that? Never. Uh, no, he never did the the Dutch oven thing. Because that's did, a good gag. Yeah, he uh, he used to beat the crap out of me, and then I became bigger than him one day, and then I started beating. I beat the crap out of him once, once. It's usually all it takes, and that's all it needs. It yeah. all, it, you know, once once the size differential starts to turn mm -hmm. you know and you either his size or bigger and you fight back party's done yeah he like he like moved away when i was like uh i don't know 12 or 13 yeah and then uh a few years went by and he came home and uh realized uh well this kid's actually been like exercising and getting in <laughs> shape he's not a little fat kid anymore he's, and a he he's got a, me down he's got a muscle now uh, crews investigating a building collapse at the Red Bridge Hydro Power Plant in Wilbraham yesterday morning. According to Wilbraham Fire Chief Michael Andrews, they got the call around 9 a.m. with reports of smoke coming from the roof of the building. When crews arrived, there was a significant building collapse. There was a small fire that was caused by the collapse, which lasted about 20 minutes, but it didn't spread and it was put out quickly, and no one was in the building during the time of the collapse. Chief Andrews says this has nothing to do with electricity and no one lost power from the incident. The plant, which is located over the Chicopee River, is operated by Patriot Hydro, an affiliate of LS Power. I can't believe you've never seen that. You've never seen the, the big waterfall. You know, I, and, uh, I, you know, I probably have. I just didn't realize it was what you know, it was a power plant. Yes. I don't go that. You know, I go to the major roads in Wilbraham, you know, because I, you know, I've always got a. I'm always very clear where I got to go. I don't usually go off the beaten path that much. Boston Road. Boston Road. 
uh, Main Street, Main Street, Stony Hill. Yeah, just kind of like the square that goes around the city. Yeah, that's that's really it. You never, uh, you never uh, went to the edge to the uh, where the Magic Lantern was. Uh, where you cross over from you know Wilbraham and Demolition. All I can tell you is that you don't want to push me over the edge. Why? I don't know. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't, uh, I don't really go that uh, that way. It's nothing against uh, Wilbraham. It's a perfectly nice town. It's just, you know, I don't, I don't really, you know, explore the town. Oh, there's plenty to see at Wilbraham. Did I'm, you know there's like a disc golf course out there somewhere? I've heard that. I've yeah. never seen it. I've always wondered where that was. Somewhere in Wilbraham. Yeah, but I wonder if it's still like in use or if it's overgrown or if somebody even takes care of it. The, uh, I think it is located outdoors. In Wilbraham. Frisbee golf, right? Yeah, what right. disc golf is? Yeah. They don't like to call it frisbee golf. They like to call it disc golf. It yeah. apparently gives it a more sophisticated sound. Uh, no, disc golf game sucks. Yeah, right. Because you're playing with a frisbee. I'm playing with a frisbee because I'm not good enough to play actual golf. Is that what those things? Is that what those, those, those big baskets? The metal things, right? The metal, metal baskets. Yeah. Yeah. They and you, tr- like- you try to toss the, uh, the frisbee the disc inside that big basket. That's pretty hard to do, I would imagine. Well, so is regular golf, really. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's easier to hit a ball than it is to throw a disc. Probably. Uh, East Hampton City Hall is set to reopen today after being closed for almost a month, according to East Hampton Mayor Nicolas Chappelle. Services were temporarily relocated. Uh, after the building uh, closed on July 24th, the uh, closure has lasted several weeks due to safety concerns with its air quality. In a statement to uh, 22 News, Mayor LaChapelle said, It's like that female chicken with the foghorn leghorn. Yeah, you cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Now get away from me, boy. You bother me. Oh. A little <laughs> handsome little man. You got that. Yes. She also said, East Hampton City Hall tomorrow with a higher air quality certification. <laughs> the rest of the ladies uh, in the hen house agreed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of funny that somebody out there <laughs> hates me, and it's probably her. <laughs> Listen, you've disappointed women before. Oh yeah, plenty this, of them. I got plenty of them be, that I've disappointed. This is yep. just one, one yeah. more. Yeah, it's uh, it's just the way it's gonna be. Uh, the Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission, um, post as they like to call it, uh, debuted a landmark database on Tuesday in releasing a complete list of disciplinary records from law enforcement agencies across the state for the very first time. The Post Commission unveiled a complete disciplinary history from December 1984 through January 31st of this year, uh, inc- or yeah, January th- this year, included the, in its first of its kind exhaustive report are reports of alleging bias, actions that resulted in bodily injury or death, truthfulness or professional integrity, criminal misconduct, and other misconduct, all in an effort to boost accountability by increasing transparency. 
Uh, no officer wants to see themselves in these types of databases, so the assumption is that officers are continuously reminded of the high standards that are expected of them. And, of course, the public being able to look at the discipline or infractions have been regarding misconduct as a major part of furthering that aspect of police accountability, said Enrique Zuniga, the Post Commission Executive Director. There are 440 agencies under the Post uh, Commission's purview. Uh, 167 didn't have any complaints included. That average number of complaints per department was eight. The top three departments on the list are Mass State Police, Springfield Police, and Boston Police. Well, hey, we're right up there with, hey, the, uh, you with know, the big guns. A little initiative. We could be number one by next year. Listen, if you can't uh, have a violation with the big dogs, then stay on the porch. Well put, yeah. The Springfield right. Police, along with the Mass State Police and Boston Police. Now, Boston Police came in third, or I mean, is that like in order, or are they just like randomly uh, shooting out the top three? Well, it says top three, so I don't know. I would think you would, I don't know, you would do it in sequential order: Mass State Police, Springfield Police, Boston Police. I, I, because I, you know, I kind of find it hard to imagine that the Springfield Police are busier than the Boston Police. Because if that's the case, then the Boston Police are slacking. Uh, not, not to say the Springfield Police are slacking, but you know they got more people to deal with. Uh, they had uh, Springfield Police had 417 documented complaints against 205 total officers, including 51 for excessive use of force. More than 200 received retraining, and just over 100 officers were disciplined. Uh, but this, that's just like any other job. That you would do if mm-hmm. you had a violation on. Th- I mean, there's everybody has a record. You have a record. I have a record. <clears throat> Not maybe in that scale. No, 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 thing, no. But there's been things that have been. But you know, over the years. a lot of times. And, and listen, I'm not making excuses for anybody here. I'm sure there's you know there's plenty of uh, explanation to go around. But oftentimes, when you have a survey like this. The way they gather the information and the information they use to to uh, collect the data yeah. in this thing sometimes can be skewed based on any number of factors, population, how many police there are in a, in a department. Any number of things could contribute to whether or not Springfield really deserves to be that high on the list. I'm not saying that there haven't been incidents. I think, I think we all know what some of those incidents have been. But you know, I, when you hear something like this, Sometimes this information can be taken out of context, and so I'm yeah. a little bit hesitant and to just say, "Well, there's something going on in the Springfield Police." And that's what the mayor has said in the uh, in the statement. Look, you got to remember these <clears throat> incidents go back to 1997 in some of these cases, but they've created things since then to fix that. You know, he said he said they were the first in the state to implement body-worn cameras for everybody yeah. in the department, their creation of the uh the FIU, the firearms uh, team to focus on the increasing dangers of illegal guns. It's not like they don't do anything about it. No. But I but I think sometimes, you know, purporting, you know, specific statistics may not be entirely fair, not just to the Springfield police, but you know to other departments that may have been like in the top 10. Yeah, you know, d- does this really apply evenly throughout the state? And I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. Did you dingbats even read the report? These were old incidents. <laughs> Ooh, far with the not reading nothing. You and just, this goes far. How far back did you say? Well, so <coughs> like eighty four. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Yeah, the original one was 84, but he's talking about the, the specific ones that they're bringing up has been happening since 1997. But again, yeah, he's well. pointing out that things have been done over the years well, to try to quell some of these problems. If, if you're going back as far as almost 39 years to gather data on this stuff... Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. The, the '80s were like a, it was like a lawless society. There've oh, been yeah, all kinds like, no. of you know, been all kinds of things have been put into play into place. You know that uh, it changes policing. You know, back in the '80s, I mean, anybody get rolled and pulled out of their car and beaten to it within the inch of their lives. That's unless, changed unless you had some money and then yeah. you, could, you know bribe a cop and, and get and, away with it. And most of those guys who were cops back uh, you know 30, 40 years ago. They're all retired. They're not the ones causing the problems today. No, but but, I, but the curve has been set. Yeah, again, uh, things are being taken care of. Your Pioneer Valley forecast uh, is going to be sunny with a high of 78 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 73. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Save 5, 10, even 20% off. Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's 855. And uh, Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny and nice today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 74. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, let me get this information because I want to make sure I, uh, I do all this right. Uh, Jackie the Joke Man Martling is coming to the South End Community Center in uh, in Springfield. In the South End. Uh, he's going to be there September 9th. It's a benefit to, uh, to help the uh, South End Community Center. They do terrific work over there. Uh, really cool stuff. And you can uh, help them. By uh, by going to zombie-hideout.com to buy your tickets. you got to be over 21 in order to enjoy the show. Jackie is absolutely hilarious. It's going to be a great night of comedy for you. We happen to have a pair of tickets that we'll give away to the 10th caller right now at 293-1021. Good luck to you. Uh, real quick, though. Uh, if you, you have a, a telescope, you know um, somebody who has a telescope? I used to have one. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, if you have a large backyard telescope, you can collaborate with NASA in its latest effort to investigate the ice giants Uranus and Neptune. Most of the work will be done by the Hubble te- uh, Space Telescope and the uh, New Horizons spacecraft, but surprisingly, NASA says they want help studying Uranus. They can look at it anytime they want. Yeah, so they're combining all the images from all the people that uh, take them. You know, if you can take a picture with your fancy telescope uh, yeah. of Uranus and then send it to NASA, they will analyze it and put it as part of their collaborative effort to study Uranus. Could I uh, take pictures with my iPhone? I think you could. I mean, if I uh, I mean, I don't know if my arms are quite long enough, but if I could do it, uh, you know, would yeah. that be sufficient? I think it would be. Mm. I think your best viewing uh, area, though, for to, for, to Uranus would be from Yarmouth. I really? Think, I think if you set up a telescope in Yarmouth mm-hmm. and then, you know, pointed it to the sky, you could see Uranus. I believe there's an observatory at the Camelot Inn. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes. Yeah. Wow, you have such a Falmouth. I don't know what uh, you're talking uh, about. Uh, I Listen, I'm just trying to help. Listen, I just wanted to get a zip-zing-zinger of a Uranus <laughs> joke in there before the day ended. And I did it. It's Ta-da! 858 at Rock 102.